Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 147 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham. And in today's episode, we're talking all about, why did I say we? It's literally just me sat on my own. I'm talking all about how to take time off when you run a business. This is something I was chatting about over on my Instagram stories a couple of weeks ago, and you guys seem to have a lot of questions. So I thought I would go a little bit deeper in a full podcast episode because I get it. Taking time off when you run a business is not easy. It is definitely something that I have learned from experience, from making mistakes. And I'm actually planning this year to take my second month off from business. I know, a whole month away. So it's definitely a timely topic because as I'm preparing for that month off, I'm reminding myself how to take time off when you run a business, what to do, what not to do. So I thought I'd share more within this episode. Now, before we get into that, I do have three very quick updates for you, all of varying levels of importance and seriousness. The first update is that if you haven't watched Below Deck and you love trash TV like me, you are seriously missing out. It is honestly the most bingeable show I've ever found. There are so many seasons. It's on so many different platforms. So if you like a bit of trash and you're willing to lose all of your spare time to some mind-numbing Netflix, I mean, that's ironic seeing as in last week's episode, we were shunning mind-numbing Netflix. But if that's your thing, Below Deck, check it out. Below Deck Mediterranean season two, I would say is a great one. Uh, Second update, which is on a pretty similar level, I'd say, of seriousness, is that I've just bought an under-desk bike. I know, you heard me right. I've got these little pedals under my desk and I can sit and cycle. Now I have stopped it for this podcast recording. I don't think Emily would be too pleased if you could hear me pedaling away in the background whilst I'm recording. And let's be honest, I'd probably get out of breath. But for £10 off a of Facebook marketplace, I'm having a lovely time whilst I'm doing my admin. I give it about a week until I get bored and it's a phase and it goes into a cupboard. But you know what? That will be a week well spent. So that is update number two. You'll be glad to hear update number three is a little bit more serious, hopefully a little bit more exciting to all of you, which is that this week, if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, my program Foundations First is going to be opening its doors. I don't know why we say opening doors, but hey-ho, let's run with it. Foundations First is a group program which is aimed at service-based business owners who are starting, growing, and establishing their businesses. My one-to-one work is primarily for those who are in the scaling or the pivoting phase. So I fully appreciate there's not a huge amount at the moment that is for those of you who are starting and you're growing. And that is what Foundations First is. It's all about giving you the right foundations that are going to help you to build an impactful, sustainable business that lines up with your definition of success and works on your terms. We're gonna cover all of the core elements of your foundations, clarify your mission, look at your offerings, figure out your pricing, talk about brand, do a marketing strategy, look at your behind the scenes. It is gonna be like every core topic covered. So whether you're at the start and you're really looking to have solid foundations from the off, or you're maybe a few years in and you never did that foundational work, or perhaps know that yours could do with a revisit, Foundations First might just be for you. Doors are gonna open later this week, so check the link in the show notes, depending on when you're listening, to either join the waitlist or save a space. I'm really excited for it. My one-to-one is currently booked up until September and it would cost you a fair few thousand to do this work in a one-to-one setting. So I'm really looking forward to creating this more accessible offering for those of you that really wanna level up your business foundations. So that is it for this intro. Three pieces of news, take whichever one you want, either watch Below Deck, get a little bike for under your desk, or 
sign up to Foundations first. Whichever takes your fancy, you go for it. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode talking all about taking time off when you run a business. I'm so excited to let you know that this episode has been created in partnership with Penfold, the pension provider for those who are self-employed, aka us business owners. As you know, the financial side of running a business is something I've been on a journey with. A few years ago, I was burying my head in the sand and I had no systems in place. And now I've got organized finances and peace of mind that my money is working hard for me. A big part of what helped me get from A to B was starting a Penfold pension. I remember it clearly. I was sat on my sofa when a friend tweeted me a link to Penfold asking if I'd considered getting a pension. And the honest answer was no. I was 21 at the time. Surely I didn't need to be thinking about a pension. And then I realized as someone who is so intentional about taking action for my future self in every other area of business, why wasn't I doing it with my finances? Penfold appealed to me for two main reasons. First of all, it's so simple. The signup process took a couple of minutes and was so much easier than I'd expected. Plus, they've got a calculator which tells you how much you should be putting in each month. And secondly, the contributions are flexible. As we know, income can fluctuate when you run a business and Penfold gets that. You can put in as much or as little as you want, pausing or topping up when needed. Plus, if you've got previous pensions, Penfold's friendly team of experts can help you find it and get them all in one place. Starting my pension is one of the best financial decisions I've made. And every time I see it being topped up, I feel a little bit more smug about my future self enjoying a G&T on me. To start your Penfold pension today and kick off the financial year strong, head to getpenfold.com forward slash refer forward slash Alice Benham, or just click the link in the show notes and you'll get £25 put into your pension pot when you make your first deposit to help you get started. With pensions, as with all investments, your capital is at risk and the value can go both up and down. But what are you waiting for? Get your Penfold pension started today and happy saving. Taking time off when you run a business, I think is such an important thing to do, but on the exact same hand, really hard to do as well. We do not get paid for our holidays. There's no allocated number of days that you can just pick and take off. Sometimes when you run a business, it can feel like a never ending workload. In fact, I take out the word sometimes, it does feel like a never ending workload. And you might be a bit like me, where you're thinking that you're maybe not established or successful enough to take a step back. Well, before we get into this episode, I just wanna clarify, time off when you run a business is so possible and it should be standard no matter what stage we're at. We work so hard for flexibility. You know, for so many of us, that's part of our personal why is having autonomy over what we do and when we do it and being able to work flexibly and have freedom. Yet so often, once we start running our businesses, we can't do that because we're not intentional about taking time off and we're not intentional about building businesses that actually allow us to be flexible in the first place. So I fully appreciate it's not the easiest thing to do. I say that from lived experience. It's still something that I have to work really hard to make happen in my business. But what I will tell you is it is possible. And there are so many reasons why taking time off is important in your business. I'm sure you know, and it'll look different to each of us why we want to take time off. But I thought I'd just share like four quick reasons for at least for me personally, why I love taking time off and why I'd suggest prioritizing time off in your business, even if it doesn't feel like something that you urgently want or need to do. Number one reason is to get some rest. Running a business is full 
on. It's pretty draining. It's pretty tough. We're like constantly running and facing challenges and figuring things out. And that gets tiring. That gets tiring on your brain. That gets tiring on your body. And hello, none of us want to burn out. So first reason to take some time off is to rest. Give your brain some time to recover from the madness of running a business and do the same for your body as well. Second reason to take time off in your business is to enjoy your life. That might sound really simple. Maybe for you, you already love your life outside of business, but I know for me, I get so tunnel visioned when I'm working. I'm like, everything is about the business. Everything is about work. And I kind of forget to build a personal life alongside that. I'd say lockdown hasn't helped with that at all. I'm definitely looking to think how I can bring more personal life alongside the running of my business, but I love taking time off so I can just solely focus on my life outside of work. When I took my first ever month off last year, I was so unsure of what I was gonna fill my time with. And then I slowly realized, oh, there's this whole side of my like personal life that I've never really explored before. I was traveling, I was seeing friends, I was going on adventures, I was dating, like enjoying your life outside of work, I think is so important and is something that I'm working to do a lot more of. It is easy for your business to become your whole identity and your whole source of fulfillment, but I think it's really unhealthy again, speaking from experience, for us to be working in that way. So number two is to enjoy your life because if you're not enjoying your life, why are we working so hard? Am I right? Number three, uh, which is more for the business. If you're like me, you might sometimes need to come up with reasons to take time off that help the business if that's kind of how your brain works, would be that you get so many ideas when you are away from work. So ironic, isn't it? When we're like trying to figure out ideas, we're sat with a pen and paper, we're like, oh, must come up with the next great idea or must figure out that plan. The ideas just don't flow. Our brains are like, nah, nah, nah. There's too much going on right now. We can't think. And then you get yourself on a plane and 20 minutes into takeoff, your brain's like, ping, ping, this great idea, this great thought. I think that's because we actually give our heads that space to think. And we also surround ourselves with life and other experiences that kind of act as a bit of a stimulus. So if it does help you to reason time off for your business, I know from experience that every time I take time off, I come back to my business, not only so much more energized and rested, like I've already said, but also with so much clarity and so many ideas. So reason number three is because it benefits in your business in that way. And reason number four, nice and simple one, why not? We work so hard. We run these businesses. We do such a great job. Why not take some time off from that. I think it's quite fun to like explore how flexible can I make my business? You know, we're in full control of what our businesses look like and how they work for us. Why not play around with that? Why not explore the kind of limits that your business can go to in terms of how much time and energy it takes from you in order for it to be sustained? So pick from that list, whichever resonates with you. Time off gives you rest. Time off helps you enjoy your life outside of work. Time off helps you get ideas and clarity. And time off is something that you should just do because why the heck not? Now, as I mentioned uh, in this intro and a couple of times already, last month, last month, last year, feels like last month, I took a month off for the first time in my business. It's something that I'd wanted to do for ages. I remember hearing a couple of the kind of American entrepreneurs talk about it and I was like, oh, you know, when I've hit X many figures, when I've got that huge team, when the business is really established, then I'll start taking a month off. And then at the start of last year, I just started to think, well, 
let's just see if it is possible with the business that I've currently got. Now, I fully appreciate a month off is not for everyone. This episode is not a blueprint of how to take a month off. It's more just learning from me taking a month off, how you can take time off in your business, whether that's a week, a weekend or a month. But I would say a month off is pretty dreamy. I actually find it easier having now done it, to take a month off than to take a week or two off. Because I find a week or two, first of all, doesn't really help me rest. Feel like I need like a week to just recover from running my business and how full on it is to then actually feel the energy and the desire to like do stuff and have some fun. And I think second of all, when you take a big chunk of time off like a month, your business has to fully press pause. Whereas when you take maybe a week or two weeks off, it can feel like you're just trying to keep the business ticking over and it can actually be quite hard to protect that time and actually stop in order to start again a week or two weeks later. It's almost too short of a timeframe for me that I find it really tricky to navigate. Now, one to two weeks off might work for you, but I would encourage you, if you resonate with what I was saying around why I quite like a month off, I would suggest considering it in your business. I chose August as my month off because typically business owners are pretty quiet in August. We're all taking time off. Everyone comes back in September, really wants to push their businesses. So it flowed naturally with the way my business ran anyway. The year before where I didn't take August off, I found it a really difficult month because things were slow, things were quiet, but I was still trying to really push myself and kind of reach the same numbers as I would in a normal month, which just messed with my head a little bit and ended up just causing some issues because then I booked in loads of work for September to try and make up for it. And it was a whole bit of a mess. So I took August off. I'll be taking August off again this year. And my overarching conclusion from that experience of taking a month off is that it's easier than you'd expect. I think we tell ourselves a story. It's impossible to take time off when you run a business. You know, there's reasons I listed earlier. We don't get paid for it. We don't get allocated holiday. There's not someone automatically covering our job. We don't know how we can stop our businesses and we worry that we might not then be able to start them again. And I just wanna tell you from experience, those are challenges to overcome not barriers to let stop you. It is absolutely possible to take time off when you run a business. But what I will say is that nobody is going to do it for you. We do not have managers that give us 28 days a year and say, hey, just log into this HR platform and book off whichever days you want. We have to be so intentional about it. We have to have such conviction with our decision to take time off in order to make it happen. Whether you're taking a week off or whether you're taking a month off, it's exactly the same. You are the one in control of this. So if you wanna take time off in your business, let's talk a little bit about how to do that knowing that we are the ones that are gonna have to make that happen. The first step I'd suggest is to decide what you want that time off to look like. Now this totally depends on the nature of your business and what you want your time off to be. To give you examples in my business, when I'm on short trips away, so maybe I'm taking a week away to go to the beach or I may be going skiing for a week, I'll stay on email, I'll stay on social media because I just find it easier to sustain those things and to stop them for a week, but I won't do any calls, I won't have any scheduled meetings, I'll just be kind of sustaining the business messaging back clients, giving feedback, responding to inquiries, that kind of thing. Then when I take my month off in August and I take Christmas off, I completely step away. So I don't touch my emails, I delete social media and kind of pop on only when I want to. And just like with those other trips, I don't have anything scheduled in my diary and I'm not doing any work. 
Now for you, it might be that every time you take time off, you wanna completely step away from your business. It's totally about what is actually gonna be best for you. No, it might sound a bit counterproductive, but I actually find it more restful to just stay on top of my emails and kind of client admin whilst I'm away for like a week, because actually the admin that's involved in telling everyone that I'm not gonna be contactable, catching up on everything when I get back, you know, stressing in the back of my head if there's something happening that I've not seen, I just find it easier to stay on top of it. But for you, that might not help you. That might actually cause more stress. So you wanna take that full step away. So figure out what you want that time off to look like. For me with my month off, that is a full step away, nothing in my schedule, no emails, uncontactable, and only logging into social media when I want to. There's no sustaining of content that is expected. Then what I would say is you wanna decide as far in advance when you're taking that time off and the nature of it, and then you wanna get it into your schedule as a non-negotiable. If you do not have a schedule that you follow in your business, first of all, how are you sane? I don't know how people without diaries do it, but if you do, or if you're gonna get one off the back of this, put it in your schedule ASAP. The biggest reason I see people struggling to take time off is because it doesn't become a non-negotiable. We just say in our heads like, yeah, I think I'll take off like the last week in May or yeah, I think I'll finish for Christmas on that day. But the nature of business is that it takes the time that we give it and it can snowball so easily out of our control. So you've got to be really strict with yourself of I'm taking off these days. It's going in my schedule. It's going on my year view from the AB method. And that is that. The further in advance you can make this decision, the easier it's gonna be to prep for it. It's not to say that you can't take time off quite soon in the future, but especially with something like a month off, I've known that I've been doing that since last year and that's gonna make it such an easy thing to prepare for in my business. Then once you've got it in your schedule and it is a non-negotiable to you, it's just about bringing it up in all relevant conversations. From about January onwards, every discussion that I have around timelines, around what's gonna happen when, involves my month off. When we're thinking about when to launch the next group program, Foundations First, it's about how can we launch it so it finishes by the end of July. When I'm working out how many one-to-one clients I've got capacity for, I'm thinking, how is that gonna work out with my month off? If we're thinking about this podcast and future episodes and seasons, we're considering how does that line up with that month off? It's the same if there's any opportunities that come through. I'm bringing it up in any relevant conversation and always just asking, how is this opportunity? How is this plan? How is this decision going to work around this time off that I've decided is a non-negotiable? To help you just get an idea of what that looks like in my business, I appreciate this will be totally different depending on the nature of your work. It's really easy for me to not do any group programs across August because I just don't schedule them for that time. One-to-one work is a little bit more complicated, but Honestly, I think we overwork it in our heads and think that clients are gonna like hate us for it and not get it, but they're humans and if you communicate clearly, they'll be fine. So for me, I don't tend to start with many clients in June and July. I will schedule most people for September, hence why I'm currently booking clients for a September start so that I'm not carrying many people over that break and it's a clean beginning uh, when I'm back to work. Honestly though, my biggest tip is just that communication is key. 
over communicate the fact that you're taking time off. I'm pretty sure before my August off, everyone was like, Alice, we get it. You're taking a month off. Just shut up and go on your holiday. Because it was in my email footer. I was saying to clients all the time, my team knew it was always on my social media. And that over communication was so important because it meant that then everyone was aware and everything that was going on in my business was working around that time off that I wanted to take. I think we can get it into our heads, especially when we're like thinking about our clients or students that people are going to judge us for it, or it's not a good thing for them that we're doing that. But honestly, it's just about communicating it and figuring out how you can make it work, depending on the nature of what you do. Nine times out of 10, people don't mind. Our businesses are not well, unless your business is saving lives, ignore this next part. Our businesses are not saving lives and taking a month, a week, a long weekend, whatever it might be away from that is so possible. And the world is not going to stop turning when you do that. So actually having a conversation about this with one of my clients yesterday, who's just about to go on maternity leave. And we were saying that one of the biggest barriers we're taking time off, I think is our own ego when we're like, oh, everyone needs me. I can't take time off. I must keep working. And actually all we've got to do is remember, no, no, the world doesn't revolve around my business running. And actually, if I'm not running a business that doesn't allow me to take time off, that is not a sustainable business. So I think it's a really great thing to do, even if you're not desperate to have the time off, just to make sure that you're building a business that does allow that to happen. I know for me, that was definitely the case with August off last year. I didn't know when I scheduled it in that we'd be in a global pandemic, so I'd be desperate for it. Actually, when I scheduled it in, I just thought, let's just see if the business can allow me to take a month off. And guess what? The business was absolutely fine. If anything, was so much stronger as a result. If you are taking a bigger chunk of time off, like two weeks or a month or longer than that, what I would suggest in terms of the pre-planning is that you imagine that that time doesn't exist. So what I mean by that, and Emily and I did this a lot when we got closer to August, is that when we were coming up with plans, so for example, I had a big launch happening in September, any deadline that was the start of September became a deadline for the end of July. So we almost acted like August just didn't exist in the calendar. It was only 11 months in the year. So that anything that needed to get done for when I was back from my month off became a deadline for just before I was going to stop. That really helped me figure out like, right, how do I practically step away from my business for a month? And honestly, from a practical standpoint, it was not that difficult. I appreciate it's a little bit easier for me because I work with clients on a kind of one-off basis. I know that if you work retainer, it will be a little bit more complicated, but honestly, just give yourself some space to think, how can I do this? And then make sure that you over communicate that. The other practical thing I will touch on is finances, because of course, when you run a business, you're not paid to take time off. However dreamy that would be, that is not the case. Now, this is a whole nother conversation within itself. I feel like I say that so much on this podcast, but there's so many other conversations I could have. But this is down to how you price. Now, if you want me to talk a little bit more about pricing, First of all, I popped a reel up on my Instagram last week. So go and have a look at that. But second of all, I'm more than happy to go into more detail in another episode, but it's making sure that your pricing is done with your time off in mind. I'm going to speak here for service-based business owners. So if you're service-based, I would always suggest beginning your pricing with an hourly rate in mind. So I have an hourly rate in my head, which is what I need to be paid per billable hour of my time in order for me to be paid, my team to be paid, 
that and tax to be paid and for me to take time off. The way that you calculate that is by figuring out how much revenue your business needs to make in a year. And you divide that by the hours that you want to work in the year. And it's really important when you work out those hours that you factor in any time off. If you do those figures predicting that you'll be working 52 weeks a year, you are not gonna be able to build up a financial buffer that allows you to take any of that time off. So I calculate my hourly rate based off of way less than 52 weeks so that I'm making more money than I need to when I am working and can build up a buffer that then covers me when I am not. I know that's a little bit complicated and I'm just like scratching the surface on pricing. So if you want a full episode and more info on the money chat, I feel like you're all gonna say yes because we love money chat here and starting the conversation, uh, just let me know. But those would be my thoughts in prepping for taking time off. So quick recap, decide what you want your time off to look like, plan it far in advance, get it in your schedule as a non-negotiable, bring it up in all conversations, over communicate it, make sure that every plan you're making is working around that time off. Imagine that the time does not exist and build up a buffer so that you are ready for that month because obviously your income might be a little bit low. Obviously that depends on the nature of your business. It might be that you've got payment plans coming in that do still come in, or maybe you've got people paying on a monthly basis. I know that in my business income is a lot lower in August. So that's why I build up the buffer in advance. So preparing for your time off is one thing, but it does not stop there because then there's the challenge of actually taking the time off and making sure that you stick to that non-negotiable time off that you decided on. Now I'm speaking here from the experience of having my month off, but I think a lot of this is relevant no matter how long your time off is. But I would say in taking a month off, this is one of the reasons why I would recommend a month off if it is a right fit for you and your business is because it kind of takes a full week, at least for me to like, actually get into a mode of rest and kind of step away from my business. The way I would describe it is it almost felt like an addiction. And like I was having withdrawal symptoms where once I finished my work, my brain was just desperate to go back to it. I was like wanting to go to my emails. I really wanted to download Instagram. I was just like wanting to check in on things. And I had to remind myself within that first week, that does not come from a practical or logical place. I put in all of the work to know that I didn't need to be looking at things or doing work. There is no work that was meant to get done within that month off. Everyone knew that I was off. No one was waiting for anything from me. So I could recognize that that desire to work and that kind of resistance to resting was solely a kind of mindset and likely coming from a place of just how much my work does consume me when I am actually working. So the reason I suggest taking a month off or at least a good chunk of time off is that you then get that first, whether it's a week, whether it's a few days for you to kind of ease in, to actually rest, to actually switch off. And then after that, you kind of get the time and the energy to maybe do more stuff and to really enjoy that time. So the way that I kind of help myself with that is that the first few days of my month off, I went away on my own. I went to a hotel. It was the dreamiest four days, just literally living in a spa and sleeping and eating and drinking wine all the time. And that for me was like the perfect way to go cold turkey because I was away from my desk. I didn't bring any work stuff with me. I deleted all the apps. I changed my passwords. And that kind of helped me to fully get into that rest and that work mode. And then after those first few days and that first week, I was absolutely loving it. I'll be honest, I was a bit apprehensive before my month off because I work 
a lot. You know, I don't think you have to work a lot to run a business. This isn't me saying this is a should, but for me, it's a very active and joyful choice to work quite a lot of hours. And that means that I don't have a huge amount of time in my life for other stuff. Now, that is a choice that I'm happy to make, as I said, for now. But it did mean that I was a bit apprehensive because I was like, well, what am I going to do with a whole month off? Like I just about fill a weekend. Like what's a month going to look like? And although that first week was a little bit tough, as soon as I kind of reconnected, I guess, to my personal life and to things that I enjoy doing outside of work, I absolutely loved it. I genuinely had like the best time, had so much fun. And as a result of it, I've kept a lot of those things in my life as I've now been working. I'd say pre that month off, I was just working all of the time and kind of just sleeping or doing nothing when I wasn't working. Whereas now, because that month off really taught and reminded me what I love doing in my personal life and what I enjoy, I've been able to continue those things alongside my work and not see it that it's like 11 months of just work and then one month of personal, but 11 months of work and a bit of personal and then one month where I really get to go in um, and have that fun time. So I will warn you, if you haven't taken time off in your business before, there might be some withdrawal symptoms. You just got to know that's likely not coming from a practical place. As I said, nobody's going to die because you've taken time off in your business. So it's putting the boundaries in place that are going to help you to actually switch off. The things that I did practically that really helped with this is I changed all my passwords. So my brilliant team member, Emily, she knew all of my passwords. So it wasn't the end of the world. You could get a friend or a family member or your partner to know them. And that just creates another layer of resistance. Now, I won't lie. I checked my emails a couple of times when I was off. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a second. So it's not necessarily about stopping you because if you're anything like me, that lack of control and autonomy feels really scary. It's more just about putting a few more barriers in place so that if it is quite an emotional desire, you have a chance to take a step back and go, okay, is this really the right thing? Do I really need to go and check on anything right now? The other thing I did is I deleted my work apps. So I made sure that I didn't have work-related apps on my phone. And if I did, the notifications were turned off. One thing I did really learn from my time off is not to use my work email for personal stuff. Cause a lot of the time I had to log into my work email cause that's where like my Uber or my Airbnb account was linked up to. Uh, so just a suggestion, unless it's a work-related thing, use a personal email because it just makes it tricky when you're taking time off. And with your emails, have auto replies on. So I know this seems like such a no brainer, but make sure you've got an out of office that really clearly communicates that you're off, when you're back and what is gonna happen in the meantime. As I said earlier on in the episode, it might be that you've got someone manning your emails or it might just be that they need to wait until you're back. So just make sure that that is clearly communicated so that people aren't waiting and they're not unsure. I would say if it is a long time off that you're taking, like a month or longer, or perhaps there's a lot going on in the business when you're taking a step back, do consider how you can give yourself a bit of peace of mind. One of the biggest reasons that I did check emails and kind of make sure that everything was okay was just because we were prepping for some big stuff to be happening in September. And although probably part of the reason I checked was just because I was being a control freak, I also just wanted to make sure everything was okay. And actually I'd say I felt better just checking my emails once a week or every few days than I would have if I just not let myself go anywhere near it. I appreciate that I think is different depending on your kind of personality type, but I gave myself that peace of mind by making sure that Emily was checking the inbox. So if anything awful was happening, she would let me know. And as I said, I did check it a few times, which for me was something that actually helped. And I know, I think it's Fiona Thomas on her podcast talked about the same. When she went part-time in her business, she was still checking her emails. And actually for her, that was a helpful and healthy 
happy thing because it does, I think, give you that little bit of peace of mind. But I mean, don't be obsessively checking them because as I said, no one's going to die because we take time off in our business. Again, ignore that if your business is about saving lives. I'm just talking about the non-life-saving businesses there. The second thing I'd suggest alongside boundaries is to think about what you're actually going to do with your time off. If you're anything like me, you like a plan, you like a schedule, you like to know what's happening in life. So it's really helpful for me to make some concrete plans. Now, I would say don't fill all of your time because I think when you're away from work, sometimes nice just to not have something on your to-do list and something that is scheduled in, but definitely having some plans like going away in that first week, meeting up to see friends, going on a lot of solo adventures really helped. I actually had a list of all of the different ideas of things that I could do and people that I could see. And whilst I didn't get as much done, I say didn't get as much done, I'm so obsessed with productivity. Whilst I maybe didn't fill my time as much as I thought I would, it really helped to have some plans in place and have an idea of what I could do with my time so that I wasn't then like, oh, well, I guess I may as well work because I've got nothing better to do. Another thing I'd say on that point is don't overestimate how much personal admin you're going to get done. I don't know about you, but my like personal admin just takes a complete backseat when it comes to life because my business admin feels so much more urgent and important. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to sort out my bank accounts and I'm going to clear out loads of things and I'm going to do all like my file organization. And I'll be honest with you, I could not be asked to do any of those things in my month off. I just wanted to chill. So don't overload yourself with admin and kind of to-dos. Make sure you're prioritizing fun and rest because at the end of the day, those are the things that I think we don't always give ourselves enough of when we are running our businesses. So figure out what you're gonna do with the time would be my suggestion. And then my final suggestion in actually taking the time off itself would be to have a list that you can add to whenever you have a thought, whenever you have an idea or whenever a to-do or a task pops into your mind. If you're anything like me, the second that you step away from your business, your brain is just full of thoughts and ideas and things. And in honesty, I think that's pretty normal. You know, our businesses are us. So I don't think you can expect you're ever going to fully switch off from that. But what I would say is that if you're keeping that all in your head, it's going to be quite exhausting because you're constantly going to be like, I have to remember that thing. Yeah, I have to do that when I get back. Have a list on your phone, on a notepad, whatever works for you and add to it write down all of the things that come to mind. They might be huge ideas. They might be random things that you want to check when you're back. And then when you're back in work, you are going to know what you need to have a look at. You can look at that list, take off the ones that were just weird ideas that you had when you're a little bit tipsy, and then make sure that you didn't miss anything that cropped up when you had that time off. As I said in the intro, when I step back from my business, I have such clarity and like the creative part of my brain just seems to really kick in. So what I would say is don't resist that. I think we can feel the pressure of like, oh my gosh, I have to fully switch off and that includes my brain. But as I said, the nature of business, I think is that it is in our heads a lot of the time and it's quite consuming. So let those ideas and those thoughts flow, but don't action them right away, put them on a list and then you can action and visit them when you get back to work. Now, speaking of getting back to work, final bit to talk about in terms of taking time off in your business. What I will say from experience is that I was not as enthusiastic as I thought I would be about coming back into business. I think I assumed just because I love my business so much and it's such a big part of my life and my passion and my identity. I think I thought, oh my gosh, I'm just going to be desperate to be back. But honestly, 
I was having such a good time in my month off. I was so enjoying resting and having space and sleeping loads and seeing friends and going on dates and whatever else. I was like, I'm not really that fussed to come back to this business. Now, initially I was like, oh my gosh, that's awful of me. Like I should be really excited and I should love it. But I think what I realized over taking, even like over Christmas off and stuff, I'm never that like desperate to come back initially but as soon as I ease myself into it, I get so excited to return. What I would suggest, and I'd say this is the case, however long of a period of time you're taking off, is to give yourself a few days or even a week to get back into the swing of things before like jumping headfirst into your quote unquote usual work. So for me, what this looked like is the first week of September, I put it aside for working on the business. So that gave me a full week where I could look through that list of ideas and thoughts that I had during my time off. I kind of checked in with what my focus was for the rest of the year. I set my goals for that quarter. And that work not only eased me back into the more physical side of work, you know, actually sitting at my desk, waking up a little bit earlier, having a bit more structure to my time, but also the mental side as well. It got me really excited and energized for what was to come. And then after those few days, I was ready to go. I did worry that I'd be a little bit rusty, especially when it came to kind of coaching and creating content. But honestly, I think it's like riding a bike. And even if you do take a solid chunk of time off, the second that you get back into it, you're not only gonna remember why you love it so much, but you're gonna be exactly the same as you were uh, when you did it before. So just to be aware, don't overload yourself. Uh, as soon as you come back to work, ease yourself back into it. Be kind to yourself as you make that transition. In the same way that it's a tough transition to go from working to not, I think it's often the same to go back the other way. So those are my thoughts on taking time off in business. I'm sure there's a lot more kind of topics and things I could share within that, but I hope this episode has given you something to think about around preparing for time off, making sure to protect the time that you are off and then easing back into it once you're back at work. If there is anything you'd like to hear more about within this topic, perhaps I could share a little bit more about my month off this year and maybe share kind of what it's gonna look like and what's happening as a result. I don't know, you let me know. Or if there's anything else you'd like to hear on this podcast, also do give me a shout. I wanna make sure that these episodes are serving you with the content that's gonna be most helpful in your business. So pop me a message on Instagram, Alice underscore Benham. I would love to hear from you. I'll be back in your ears next week with a really insightful and honest conversation that I was so, so honored to have. So I'll be back in your ears next Monday, but until then, keep at it, keep taking action. You are doing so much better than you think you are and don't underestimate the power of small, consistent steps. You have got this. 